Jesus made a lot of statements in the Word of God, but some of them kind of stand out as more uh, memorable and, and, and timely. And one of those is in John 14, 27, where Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Is it well with your soul this morning? Amen. The amplified version of that, if that doesn't uh, convict you enough, the amplified version, the last part of it says, reads like this, says, stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and easily disturbed. (laughs) Does that hit home a little more? Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. So that doesn't always seem so easy. It's easy to say it. It's easy to read it. It's not always easy to hear, but it's not very easy, but it is possible to live in a, to, to, to live in a state of being that, that we have peace ruling and reigning in our hearts and in our minds. I don't have to repeat a whole lot of things that happened in the last year, the year 2020. I'm counting the days till 2021 like I never have before. I don't necessarily know if that's gonna make a big difference turning the calendar page, but I'd like to believe it's gonna be uh, a year that's uh, free of a little bit less, less tumult than what we've experienced in the year 2020. If you just reflect back on all the, the social, racial injustices, the pandemic, the, the, just the, the whole political atmosphere over this past year, year and uh, you know the financial challenges that people face with having lost jobs due to the shutdown and just all the crazy things that have been happening it's it's something that we've been uh, I've heard it I'm sure you have as well more this year than ever before when people are saying you know it's just kind of been a crazy year it's really been a crazy year it's been an unsettling year in many ways but yet also it's been a year of God's faithfulness a year of God's blessings in spite of it all when you really stop and take time to think about it God has been faithful just like he said he would be faithful to us amen he's not moved by any of the things that have come against us this year He's not moved by it. He is the same. He never changes, and so he will always be faithful. But in reality, speaking of the political unrest, the social unrest, the racial injustices, the, 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 pan, the worldwide pandemic, what, what, uh, what will happen if we are not on our guard, if we don't stay on the top of our game, is over time, the accumulation of all these things, they, they begin to affect the dispositions of our heart and the dispositions of our mind. And that's what I want to share with you today. The title would be Perfect Peace. Everyone say perfect peace. Can there really be such a thing as perfect peace in the times that we are living in? Absolutely. Again, our perfect peace is found in Christ alone, not in anything uh, that, that this world has to offer. He said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. It's real easy for our flesh to think when everything aligns, when the stars align the way I would like them to align, then I'll have peace. When they align the way you want them to align, then you will have peace. Well, that's a, that's a false belief because that, that's not a reality. That's not going to happen that way. And, 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 and an accumulation of, of uh, things being the way we want them to be is not the type of peace that Jesus is talking about. I'm giving you a peace not as the world gives. The peace I'm giving you is the peace that's going to allow you to live in a reality where your heart is not troubled and your heart is not afraid you're no longer easily agitated or disturbed not easy but possible 
It's not easy, but it is possible. In John 16, 33, another statement by Jesus, he said, these things I have spoken to you that in me, everyone say in Jesus, that in me, in Jesus, you may have peace. He's spoken some things to us so that we would have peace regardless of what happens externally, internally, our hearts are going to be at perfect peace because it's the peace that Jesus has given us, not the world has given us. So Jesus said, I have spoken these things that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, or you could translate that as tests and trials, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now, it's important that you read that in, in its proper tense. Jesus is telling us to be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world, not I'm going to eventually overcome the world. Just I have overcome the world. So in Christ Jesus, we are in Christ. The whole idea of, of being a follower of, of, of Christ and, and being born again and a worshiper of God is that we are, in reality, our relationship is in Christ. And so... We are uh, learning to walk in that, learning to accept that, and, and learning to appreciate everything that Jesus Christ has done for us and coming more and more into alignment of the reality that what Jesus has spoken, that I have overcome the world. I'm giving you a peace, not as the world gives, but I'm giving you a peace, a perfect peace. And, and, and as a result of my peace, there's no need for your heart to be troubled, neither to be afraid. So we're not to be afraid today. We're not to be afraid about tomorrow. We're, we, uh, in our hearts, are not to be troubled regardless of any outward circumstances taking place. We have a perfect peace. That doesn't mean we're just passive and we're just kind of like, well, whatever happens, happens. It really doesn't matter. No, it's because we have a faith and our trust is in Almighty God. And as he has overcome, even so, we overcome. I want you to note when Jesus made that statement in John 16, 33, he said, uh, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. At that point, he had not yet gone to the cross. But he stated the words from his own mouth, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That is consistent language of faith throughout the scriptures where you declare the end result. You declare the, the, the outcome that you are looking for, the outcome that God has promised. You declare it now, whether you're seeing it or whether you are experiencing it, you, you begin by setting your sights on it and you begin by declaring it. And like Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, yet he needed to go to the cross. But I submit to you, he could not have gone to the cross. He would have called for the legions of angels that he stated that he could have called upon to deliver him from the cross. But he had the strength to do the cross because in his heart of hearts, he overcame death, hell, and the grave before he actually overcame death, hell, and the grave. And in your heart of hearts, you can have peace of mind. And you can be free of trouble and anxiety. And you can rise above being agitated and easily disturbed right in this current environment that you find yourself in. You miss a good place to shout amen. Keep preaching, Pastor Ray. Come on now. I'm preaching better than you're responding. Let me talk to the online audience right now. Thank you for your overwhelming enthusiasm. I appreciate that. I hear your shout. I hear your praise. <laughs> A little louder so the people here can hear it as well. <laughs> Praise God. 
God's a good God. Perfect peace. The prophet Isaiah stated in Isaiah 26 and verse 3, it stated that I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. You keep your mind on God. You keep your focus on Jesus Christ. I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on him because we trust in him. We trust in him. That's why we have a perfect peace in any environment, in any culture, in any predicament that we find ourselves in. Jesus Christ is the source of our peace, not our circumstances. Amen? So I'm going to give you some uh, pointers, some keys, whatever you want to call them. doesn't really matter what you call them, but uh, for the sake of the teaching, we're going to call them some pointers here on helping you to experience the perfect peace in your current environment that you find yourself in today. Now, that environment is different for everyone. There's some similarities, obviously, but there's other things that are very uh, personalized and individualized. But regardless of what it is, you can come to a place where, as Jesus said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world, you also find yourself as an overcomer and you are experiencing a peace that surpasses all understanding, all understanding. I think one of the first things we need to understand and even coming close to experiencing the perfect peace of God is to know that every religion in the world offers its worshipers, its followers, peace. They all offer it, but it's only Christianity, it's only Christ that can deliver, it's only Christ that has delivered it. That's what's unique about Christianity. Christianity can deliver. In Romans uh, chapter five and verse one says it best. It tells us in there that having been, having been made right with God by faith, having been made righteous or right with God by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That right there settles it for those of us who call ourselves Christ followers. We believe in God, we trust in God, and what has happened is we have put our faith in God, and this is telling us that we have been made right with God by faith. We have peace with God. So thank God for the opportunity to have peace with God. Amen? And if you haven't done that, I just pray right now that in Jesus' name that you come to a place of understanding all that Christ has done for us at Calvary's cross. Understanding that his death, burial, and his resurrection work as a result of the cross and his, his, his burial, his resurrection. We believe that in our heart and we, we pray that and we accept that and we confess that. And we ask Jesus Christ to become our Lord and our Savior. The scripture tells us that it makes us right with God. And as a result of being right with God, we have a peace with God that surpasses all understanding. All understanding. Now, that's a peace with God. The peace with God means that you are good. You have a relationship with God. You believe that through Jesus Christ, you have been forgiven of all of your sin. You believe that you have been put into a right relationship with God. And that's all biblical. It's, it's all reality for us as followers of God. But the peace, the perfect peace I want to talk to you more about today is not, not only the peace with God, meaning that you have an assurance. Many times when people are, you know, they know they're going to expire within days. They know that they're going to go home and be with the Lord 
They, they, have, they just have a knowing of that when you talk to people when they're on their deathbed and you, you ask them about how they're doing. It's not uncommon. I've heard it on many occasions. They say, I'm good. I'm at peace with God. I'm at peace with God, meaning they're not afraid to die. And that's a wonderful peace to have, to know that even if I were to die, it's gonna be okay because I'm gonna spend eternity with the family of God in the, heaven of, in the heavenlies. Amen? That's a peace with God. But there's many people that have a peace with God knowing that when they die, it's gonna be all right. But there's also the peace of God. I believe that's what Jesus was talking about in John 16, in verse, John 16 in 33, when he said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. I'm, I'm telling you these things that you may have a peace. In the world, you're gonna have tribulation. He's saying while we're still on the earth, while we're still here in the world, there's going to be tests, there's gonna be trials, there's gonna be oppositions. And even in the middle of those tests, trials, and opposition, you can, you can go around and you can be saying, I'm at peace with God. I know that if I, you know, if the worst scenario happens and, and I die, that I'm gonna exit out of here, I'm gonna be with God and everything's gonna be okay. And that is true, but even while we are here, you are here today. You are here in this world that we're living in. You are here in the culture that we are in this world with. God has not taken you out of the world. He has left you in the world so that the world through you might know him. And the way the world's going to get to know him as a result of you being here in the middle of all the chaos that's going on in our culture it's through you experiencing the peace of the peace, not only the peace of God, the peace with God, but the peace of God, meaning that while you're here in this crazy world, you are not agitated and disturbed. Amen. You are not afraid, but you have a supernatural peace. And while everyone else that doesn't have this understanding does not have this relationship with God, they are looking at you and say, how can you remain calm in all this craziness? How can you be so confident? And then you just smile and say, it's because of my trust in Almighty God. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. And then they'll inquire. They may not ask the question right away, but they're gonna start watching and say, we're gonna see how he acts tomorrow when things might even get worse. And then how's he gonna act the next week when the pressure gets even tougher, more intense? Is the peace going to stay, or is, is, is the peace that Jesus offered going to remain, or am I going to become agitated and disturbed? And you all have your reasons. I have my reasons to give you as to why I'm agitated or why I'm disturbed. I know that shocks you. You say, well, I've never seen P. Ray agitated. <laughs> At least I hope so. <laughs> And you have your reasons for why you think you have a right to be agitated and disturbed. But in reality, as a, as, as a person who follows after God, I, I have no reason to be agitated and disturbed because God has my back. Amen. He is for me. He is in me. And in him, I have perfect peace. Perfect peace. That's a mature peace. That's not a peace that when you experience it, you know, it, it wanes when the pressure gets intense. And then it, you know, it manifests when the pressure's off. But no, we're talking about a peace that surpasses all understanding. The Old Testament word for peace is shalom. Shalom, and it means wholeness, completeness, security, well-being of the total person. 
peace be made whole. We heard Jesus use terminology like that. New Testament peace, similar to the word shalom, but in the New Testament, it also has the, the idea, the, 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 the picture of an inner tranquility of the Christian whose trust is in God through faith in Jesus Christ. So it's that inner disposition, that inner tranquility of peace. It's a perfect peace. The world hasn't given it to us, therefore the world cannot take it away. A prophet Isaiah also declared in Isaiah 53, the great redemption chapter, he said, the chastisement of our peace was placed upon him and by his stripes we were healed. So thank God for the peace of God. God is a God of peace. He is Jehovah Shalom. The God that we worship, the God that we serve. Amen? Amen. Is it well with your soul? Say, it is well with my soul. soul. That feels therapeutic just to say that, does it not? It is well with my soul. So Jesus, this offer of peace that is recorded in the scriptures still stands in 2020. It still stands. He has not relinquished it. I encourage you to receive his peace with God, receive the gift of eternal life, and also learn to experience and receive the peace of God for right here and now. Accepting the complete redemptive work of the cross that Jesus accomplished for you. And if we don't do that, what happens, what happens is we begin to look for another. We heard that last week, the powerful message that Pastor Rodney Carter preached last week. Are you the one or do we look for another? If we don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace and that his peace is to to fill us and to overwhelm us and regardless of what's going on, we are to be declaring, it is well with my soul, believing and declaring as Jesus has overcome the world, I also in Christ overcome the world, therefore I have peace. If we're not doing that, we're looking for another and when you're looking for another person or events or things to fill your heart to bring you peace, in your heart, you will only find yourself wanting for more or you will find yourself with guilt and condemnation, knowing that your sins are forgiven but not believing that they're forgotten, knowing that you have the family name but you never enjoy the family inheritance, knowing that Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace but you are riddled with angst and anxiety and you just can't seem to get on top of it. So you really want to begin to put your trust in Jesus Christ. And every time you find yourself becoming agitated and and disturbed and you find yourself being fearful in your heart, just confess that the song we were singing, it is well, it is well with my soul. I refuse to be anxious. I refuse to get all knotted up. I refuse to allow the fear of the enemy to paralyze me. I am choosing to function in the perfect peace of almighty God the perfect peace of Almighty God. So I shared a few moments ago, I'm gonna give you some keys, and uh, then I digress, but I'm back to it. All right, (laughs) so here we go, number one, are you ready? Number one, learn to depend on the Holy Spirit. Rely on the Holy Spirit, depend on him. In Romans 14 and 17, it tells us that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The hallmark hallmark of the Christian life should not be fear and 
agitation and, and being disturbed. It should be righteousness in a right relationship with God. Peace. Everyone say peace. peace. And joy in the Holy Ghost. I love the way they go together. Righteousness, a right relationship with God. Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit, in Christ, in the Holy Spirit we have. So depend on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to bring about this peace, a supernatural peace. It's a grace gift from God to you. Stop trying to manufacture it yourself. Stop looking to things of the world to, to bring it to you. Stop looking for the stars to align so that you can experience it. You are going to experience it in the middle of the deepest chaos in the darkest of nights. You can experience his peace because it's a Holy Spirit gift to you. Receive it as a gift of God. Amen. Number two, decide that you are going to allow the peace of God to have full reign over your heart and mind. In Colossians chapter 3, 15, it tells us that we are to let or to allow the peace of God to rule in our hearts. It's a decision that I have to make. It's a decision that you will want to make. I'm choosing to allow the peace of God to rule in my heart, to guard my heart, to guard my mind. The idea of guarding, ruling, or guarding your heart and mind, the word picture there from the original language is, is none other than the guards that were at the city gates who monitored all who entered the city and all who exited the city. The idea here is that the peace of God will set a guard on your mind and it will set a guard and monitor what thoughts come in and what thoughts are going out. Well, if you're doing that on your own, apart from the Holy Spirit, you are going to become agitated you're gonna get easily disturbed because there's all kinds of stuff coming at you all the time and trying to filter into your mind, trying to rob you of your peace. But the, the, the scriptures are telling us that we can allow, make a decision. We're going to allow the Holy Spirit to set that guard over my mind. I'm gonna, the Holy Spirit will help me capture every thought that's not in alignment with the promises of God's word. Every thought that would get me irritated or agitated, the Holy Spirit's gonna capture that and he's gonna knock on my heart and say, that thought, you don't want to let that thought in. Don't let that thought in. Don't be meditating on that. I know it's going viral, but you don't need to receive it. I know everyone's sing talking about it. Everyone's retweeting it, but you don't need to receive it. Just stay focused on me. The Holy Spirit will do that for you if you purpose, if you make that decision. You decide. You're going to depend on the Holy Spirit, and you're going to decide to allow him to set that rule and that guard over your heart and your mind. And then number three, you want to continually disassociate from whatever is robbing you of your peace. You received the gift of peace as a result of becoming a Christ follower. Somewhere in your journey, you've you made that decision. You received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And when you made that personal decision, you prayed a prayer, and you received Christ as your Savior, you received the gift of the peace of God. Not as the world offers, but only as God can bring it to you. So you have that peace in you. Do not... Allow it to be stolen from you. Disassociate from whatever activities, whatever resources are robbing you of your peace. And I could start meddling or I can just trust that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and you know that you know that you know what it is 
that causes you to lose your peace. You know what you're listening to that you ought not be listening to. You know what you're watching that you ought not to be watching. You know who you're hanging out with that you should not be hanging out with. You know exactly what it is that gets you irritated. You know what it is that gets you riled up. There is no law that says you have to watch. There's no law that says you have to listen. There's no law that says you must associate with this group of people. But there is wisdom there is wisdom in staying connected to Almighty God, to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit of God. Again, online audience, I really want to thank you for your support. I appreciate your enthusiasm. I mean, I am just excited about preaching to the whole world. And I, I'm believing that the rest, of the, the rest of the world out there is so excited that the congregation here at Grace is going to get amped up and just charged up. And I, I, I appreciate it. I can feel your vibe there. And I, I really I love your support. Thank you so much. <laughs> can you just give it up? Say, it is well with my soul. There we go. <laughs> but Pastor Ray, I don't want to stop watching. I don't want to stop listening. I want to, I want to have all the ammunition I need to counterattack my friends. And no, you don't. You really don't want that. Your flesh wants it, but the real you does not want that. You want to experience the peace of God. Look at the life of Jesus. I, I constantly remind myself, go back and look at the life of Jesus. He had opportunities to get drawn into reconciliation issues and, and, and justice, you know, different types of government type things. And he just, he constantly kept taking the high road. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's a kingdom government that we are to be submitted to. And there's a kingdom government that needs to be ruling our heart and mind so that we can function properly and respond properly in the governments of this world. The governments of this world are not going to bring you a consistent peace. I probably can say the governments of this world aren't going to bring you peace, period. I mean, in the sense that there may be an absence of war for a period of time or things may be going your way for a period of time, but the peace that we're talking about far supersedes what this world has to offer, what this country can offer you, what our political system can offer us. It, I'm talking about something far beyond that. And, and to experience the peace that God wants us to experience. We have to, uh, we want to depend on the Holy Spirit. We're going to make a decision to allow, to allow his peace to rule and to reign and to set a guard over our hearts and our minds. We are disassociating from things that get us irritated and agitated. We're just disassociating from it. And also we are, number four, we must defend against old thought patterns that stir up, that stir up anxiety or fear. Don't allow your mind to go back there. Do not allow your mind to go back there. It'll just rob you of your peace. You find the things that you're meditating on are robbing you of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You're meditating on the wrong things. When you spend time meditating and reflecting as you should be meditating and reflecting, as we should be meditating and reflecting, it should be bringing, it, it, should, it should be peaceful. It should be uplifting building us up, getting us into the, the love of God, into the grace of God. We should feel strong. We should feel healthy. We should feel whole and complete. If we're thinking of things that get us irritated and agitated, then you know, you're on the wrong track. You're swimming in the wrong lane. You want to get in the place where you need to be, and that is in the word of God. Be a worshiper of God and a follower of God and just purpose that I'm going to do these four 
I'm going to experience perfect peace by following these four steps. In closing, let me remind you again. Number one, you're going to depend on the Holy Spirit. Number two, you are deciding that you're going to allow or let the peace of God full reign in your heart and your mind. And then number three, you will disassociate from whatever you need to disassociate with that's getting you fired up in the wrong way. You're getting fired up in anger and agitation and so forth. You, you want to get fired up by the Holy Ghost, not by, not by uh, fear and so forth. And then number four, defend against allowing yourself to go back and meditating and ruminating things that are just, you know what they are. You find yourself thinking of something, all of a sudden you're like, oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm thinking on the wrong thing. Thinking on the wrong thing. So praise God. Is it still well with your soul? Yes. I appreciate you being here today. I really hope, this, hope that this has been helpful to you to bring things into a, a proper perspective in our lives today as we continue to focus on the perfect peace that God has to offer, Jesus Christ being the Prince of Peace. Be a peacemaker. You love life? Are you loving life? Four of you are. <laughs> Be a good time for me to go get my degree in counseling. <laughs> are you loving life? Yes. And do you want to see good days? Yes. The scriptures tell us if you're loving life and, you're, and you, if you want to love life and see good days, pursue peace. Yes. Pursue peace. Come back next Sunday morning. We'll follow up on that. We're going to learn how to pursue peace. We're going to love life and see good days by pursuing peace. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, online family, for being with us. You enjoy the peace of God and the grace of God be with you and the grace of God be with all of us here today. We love you and we'll see you uh, in just a few short days. God bless. We love you.